Okay, Parshas Truma. Parshas Truma begins a new segment in the Torah, the segment of building the Mishkan, right? And becomes such a central mitzvah. Um, we had two weeks ago, we had the giving of the Torah, last week we had Mishpatim, which went through a lot of the Mishpatim, as we discussed, of the Torah. And then this week begins Truma, which is the mitzvah of getting the Trumas, which is the donations, and then going ahead and building the Mishkan. And the Torah goes into tremendous detail. There's probably nothing in the entire Torah the, in all five books of the Chumash, that's as detailed as the building of the Mishkan and every detail of how to build it. And then it's reviewed. And then when Moshe Rabbeinu tells it to the Jewish people, there's really five parshias that are devoted to this. Truma, Tetzave, Kisisa, Vayakil, and Pikude. Okay, I'm not going to say who it was. Okay, we'll, we'll keep... <laughs> So, uh, maybe part of Kisisa deals with other Inyanim, but the primary, definitely the entire Truma and Tetzave and Vayakal and Pekude and parts of Kisisa are devoted um, exclusively to the very, very detailed instruction of every detail of building the Mishkan. And so that's because in Kisisa, there's unfortunately the Cheta Egel. Right. So, right. there was the Mishkan before the Egel, Truma, Tetzave. And the Mishkan after the Egon Kisiso That's one explanation. Correct, correct, correct. There's a lot of repetition there. Uh, famously, another area in the Torah where there seems to be a tremendous amount of detail and repetition is in the story of Yaakov. Uh, when um, I'm sorry, when when uh, Avram sends Eliezer to oh, go yeah. find the, uh, the Shidduch for, for Yitzchak, yeah. and he goes to find Rivka and the whole story where the well, and then he sends over the story again. And again, there the Gemara comments, and Rashi brings it, that Yofes Yichasan shall Avdi Oves, that Hashem has this, uh, there are certain parts of the Torah that Hashem has a special Chavivus in, a special belovedness. So the Avdi Oves, those servants of the Oves, had this tremendous beloved, uh, belovedness by Hashem, and therefore Hashem goes into detail. <coughs> but again, that happens again, and with greater detail when it comes to building the Mishkan. The building of the Mishkan, um, the basic mitzvah is based on one Pasuk in the beginning of this week's Parsha. Um, make for me a sanctuary I will dwell amongst them and this becomes the mitzvah of building a mishkan of course the mishkan took on different forms over the years because there was the mishkan the initial mishkan that's called the mishkan hamidbar the one that traveled with the Jewish people in the desert for 40 years when they come to Eretz Yisrael so then they take that mishkan and they put it up for 14 years in a city called Gilgal Right, because as they entered into Israel, they spent 14 years in the uh, conquest and the uh, division settling in the land of Eretz Yisrael. It's called the Sheva Shekovshu Sheva Shecholku, seven years of the conquest, seven years of the division of the land, settling the land. So for those 14 years, the Mishkan stood in Gilgal. It was the same Mishkan as the Midbar, but it stood in Gilgal. After that, they built a Mishkan, and this was built in Shiloh, and that stood for 369 years. It's a long time. And it was a very different type of a Mishkan, because the Mishkan that traveled with them in the, in the uh, Midbar was made out of crushim, out of planks of wood, cedar planks, or acacia wood, whatever it is. Maybe, yeah. So it was very, very um, uh, portable, you know, portable, portable, transient. But the Mishkan that they built in Shiloh, that was built of stone. It was a real building. But, although it was built of stone, it didn't have a roof. The roof was the same yirios, the same um, skins that covered the Mishkan in the Midbar. The same one. Well, they may have replaced them over time, but the, same, but the same concept, the same idea. It wasn't like a building. It wasn't a stone roof. What did, what did they do with the portable mission that they had? The, Nignas. It says that they, that was hidden. It was hidden, and according to others, it was maybe it's under the Temple Mount, ultimately. But that, the Gemara says, was never destroyed. The actual Mishkan that Moshe made, the Gemara says, What Moshe made could not be destroyed by anyone. 
So that was never destroyed. So you had the Mishkan in the desert. You had the Mishkan for 14 years in Gilgal. You have now the Mishkan in Shiloh that stands for 369 years. That Mishkan is ultimately going to be destroyed by the Pelishtim, by the Philistines. And then they build another, again, portable Mishkans in Nov and Givon. Two, two cities, first in Nov and then in Givon. Rambam says that in Nov and Givon together, it stood for 57 years, the Mishkan. And then Shlomo Melech builds the first base of Mikdash. So, so he builds the first base of Mikdash, which is going to stand for 410 years. That's going to be destroyed by the Babylonians. The Jewish people are going to go to the Golas for 70 years. They're going to build the second base of Mikdash headed by Ezra and Nehemiah, that stands for 420 years, as the Gemara says. And that's destroyed by the Romans. And, that's, and we're still waiting for number three. Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi, which Mashiach will build, B'Meherah, right? But all of these steps, so really if you think about it, if you count it out, you had the Mishkan in the Midbar, the Mishkan in Gilgal, the Mishkan in Shiloh, Nov, Givon, first Beis HaMikdash, second Beis HaMikdash, and third. There's eight different f- formats. Yeah. But it's all based on, it all comes from that pasuk. V'asu li Mikdash v'shachanti v'sochem. It's one mitzvah. It's one mitzvah. It's one mitzvah. Didn't David HaMelech build the first person like this? All right, it says in Pesachim, because he was a man of war. Chesidus Shisbarim say, Moshe Rabbeinu, whatever he did, could not be destroyed. David HaMelech likewise. So Rabban Shalom knew that Nebuchadnezzar will sin. So Rabban Shalom, Shafach HaMosel, Eitzim, Balavonim, would rather destroy the Beis HaMikdash than destroy Nebuchadnezzar Israel. So therefore, he didn't let David HaMelech build it. Excellent. Very good. Very true. Very true. So this is the mitzvah. The mitzvah to make a Beis HaMikdash, to make a place of holiness for Hashem. Right? But all that begins with the mitzvah of Truma. Right? The, the name of the parsha is not Mikdash, it's not sanctuary, it's Truma. Truma means donations. Because you build a mikdash with donations, and that's something um, that's also been going on forever, right? <laughs> so to build a mikdash, you need the truma, and the name of the parsha is truma. So let's read from the beginning of the parsha. Daber bnei Yisrael, second pasuk of the parsha, talk to the Jewish people. Ve'yichuli truma, they should take from me those trumas, those donations. Me'es kol isha sher yidven olibo, tikhuas trumasi from anyone who uh, wants to donate, take my truma. The next passage, This is the truma you shall take from them. Zahav, v'kesef, and nechoshes, gold, silver, copper. And the passage goes on to enumerate another 10 materials. Together, there's 13 materials that are described here that were donated for the Mishkan. This is the beginning. The Mishkan is the first shul, if you will, place of Kedusha. And it starts with donations. Um, perhaps something that sets the Mishkan aside from all future donations is that it says that the Kaisal immediately donated and everything was enough and Moshe had to say enough, stop. That hasn't happened again. <laughs> that, was a, that was a one-time shot. That everyone did it and it's like, you know, enough, stop, stop coming. Right? For that we're still, that Mashiach comes maybe. Uh, but be that as it may, when you look at the Psukim, it's interesting that the word truma is mentioned here three times. Right? If you look closely at the Pasuk. The Yichuli truma, take from me a truma, then everyone who is has uh, their heart they want to donate take my truma this is the truma that you should take for them now clearly th- that um, is somewhat uh, it would seem redundant it didn't have to say that at all it could have just said one statement and go straight to the castles of Nechoshes and the Torah very clearly wants to say truma three times take from me a truma whoever wants take the truma and this is the truma that they should give what's the idea of these three trumas and Rashi comments on that immediately um, and I believe it comes from Talmud Yerushalmi and Rashi says the following a very beautiful idea Tikhu es trumasi Amru Raboseinu 
our masters, our teachers have taught us. Sholosh trumas amuros khan. There are true, three trumas that are mentioned here. And that is because it really is talking about three types of truma that happened when it comes to building the Mishkan. Achas trumas bekalagulgolas. One was the truma that every person had to give a beka. Beka is a certain coin. It's really, really it's the half shekel, right? Shenasu mihem ho'adanim. That was what the Adana. The Adana were the sockets that were sitting on the ground that the Krushim, that the plank stood upon. And those were made out of silver. And those were created from the first truma, the half shekel that everyone had to give. That's number one. That is called the Trumas Ho'adanim, the truma that made the Adanim. This is discussed in the Torah later, This is discussed later in Parshas Pekudeh, which is the last Parsha of Chumash Shemais. Okay, number two. Excuse me. Va'achas, trumas ha-mizbeach. The other is the truma for the mizbeach, which means the karbonos. And again, bekala gogolos, which was a machsis ha-shekel. Le kupos, that was put into special kupos, which are, I don't know, boxes or pushkas. Um, liknos mehen karbonos tzibur. And this is what the karbonos tzibur were bought, were acquired from. We know that in the Besamikdash, Mishkan, there was always karbonos brought. There's two types of karbonos. There's the karbonos tzibur, the communal, and the, the personal. Mm-hmm. So personal was brought every person when they wanted or when they needed to, when they were chayif to, or wanted to make a donation. Karbonos tzibur, which is every day the karbon tamad and a Shabbos and a Yom Tov, that, for that you had the fundraiser at the beginning of the year, everyone gave a half shekel. So that's the second truma. The achas and one, which is number three, is trumas ha mishkan. The actual truma to build the mishkan. Nidvas kolach of echad that everyone donated. One, you know, gold, silver, copper. Everyone gave as much as they wanted, and that's what this parsha is talking about. Shlosha aser dvarim hamurim biinyan. The thirteen materials that are discussed here. Kulam hutsruhu lemalachas ha mishkan. They were all needed. For the building of the Mishkan, or the big day kuna, or for the clothing of the garments of the Kohanim, kishetidaktik bahem, if one looks closely in the parsha, you look at all the different materials, you'll see where each one actually came into usage. So Mela, the Rashi is telling us from the Gemara that there was three events. Even though when you read the Pasuk quickly, it doesn't look like it. it doesn't, this is the Truma, this is the Truma, this is the Truma. But the fact that the terrorist says Truma three times is because we're talking about three types of truma. The truma to give for the sockets, and that was everyone gave the half shekel. Truma for karbonos sibor. And again, everyone gave half shekel, and that's discussed later in Pasha's Kisisa. And then the truma of the mishkan, and that's where everyone gave as much as they wanted, gold, silver, and copper, and the different types of wools and, and, and stones and everything else that's uh, listed in this Pasha. So, even though this Pasha really only talks about one of the three, right? Of these three, which one is this Pasha, the continuation of this Pasha, is truma samishkan. The truma of building the Mishkan. And the other ones are going to talk about later. The truma for the Adanim is in Pikude, the truma for the Karbanos is in Kisisa. But right away in the beginning, all three are already alluded to by that triple usage of the word truma in the first Pasig about truma. That is what Rashi tells us. Now, and of course, that is Pshat and that is Emes. But yet, everything has a deeper meaning and lessons for us, especially when we talk about building in the Mishkan. And the reason for that. <clears throat> is because, as we mentioned earlier, um, the Pasuk that the entire building of, of Mishkan is based on is to make for me a mikdash for Shachanti Besocham, I will rest amongst them. And here we have one of the very, very famous teachings that uh, was always quoted. And that is that there's a gra- grammatical um, uh, inconsistency, it would seem, in the words. 
Because yeah. it should have said, Vyasuli Mikdash, Vishakanti Bisokho. Make for me a mikdash and I will rest within it. And it says Bisokham, so the Sfarim will say, Bisoch kol echad veechad. That the Mishkan was the physical edifice, but the idea was the idea of bringing the Shekhinah, bringing Hashem into each and every one of us. So the one big place, central place, was the Mishkan, with the idea, though, of that being the formula how to bring Kedusha into ourselves. And therefore, everything in the Mishkan is filled with so many different messages for our own Avodah Hashem. So what's the idea of these three different types of Truma? The Truma of the Adanim, and the Truma of the Karbanos, and the Truma of the Mishkan. And why is it that the, the main uh, discussion here is the Truma of the Mishkan? So... So a beautiful idea here is the following. When we talk about our avoda, our avoda can also be divided into three general forms of avoda that we have um, in, in our in avoda Hashem and serving Hashem. There is, to, to say it very simply, Torah, tefillah, and mitzvahs. Right? If you break it down, there is Torah, studying Torah, Torah study. That is a Talmud Torah connected kulam. Um, in many ways, the most significant of all the mitzvahs and most greatest, the, great, the greatest gift Hashem gives us is the ability to learn His Torah. And that becomes a constant mitzvah for every year, the constant opportunity for every year to connect and tell us Hashem through learning His words of Torah. Then there is tefillah. Tefillah is prayer, which is another tremendous gift of Hashem, where Hashem gives us the ability to speak with Him, to communicate, to connect, to pick ourselves up. To make us to connect to the spiritual, to connect to the divine. We've we said here many times over what the Zara says that tefillah is the ladder, the ladder with which a person can p- use to pick themselves up and become a little bit closer to Hashem by expressing themselves to Hashem. So there's Torah and tefillah. If you think about it, when we're learning Torah, who's talking to who? When we're learning Torah, really it's Hashem talking to us. We're we're just listening to His words. When we're davening, the contrary, we're talking to Him. It's our praises and our requests and our supplication and our thanks. It's us expressing ourselves to Him. So it's, and again, we talked about this, it's like two sides of when you, when you meet, you meet by going up, you meet by coming down. There's a, and that's the Torah Tefillah connection. But that's what A and B. But then there's C. C is mitzvahs. Now, mitzvahs, in a way, would seem maybe even less spiritual than Torah or Tefillah because you're just concerning and doing something. You're putting up a mezuzah, you're eating matzah, or you're making kiddush. Masim Tovim is part of mitzvah. Right, so Masim Tovim is mitzvahs. Right, it's all part of mitzvah. So Gemilas Chasadim and mitzvahs is all Masim Tovim. That's all, because um, really this is the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that says, Al-Shul Shadvarim Olam Kayim Ala Torah Ala Vodah Gemilas Chasadim Torah is Torah Avodah is Tefillah Right, Tefillah is Avodah is like Avodah Shakarbanos and Tefillah which is B'makam Karbanos and Gemilas Chasadim is mitzvahs and Gemilas Chasadim are many times interchangeable, used together. Um, in fact, in Talmud Yerushalmi, whenever it says mitzvah plain, it means tzedakah. Right? Because masim tovim and mitzvahs, these are the, the maizim that Hashem gives us the opportunity to bring kedusha into the world. And that's what mitzvahs are different than Torah and Tzvila. Torah and Tzvila you do in Shul. Torah and Tzvila is between me and Hashem. I learn Torah, I bring Hashem's ideas into my head. I daven, I'm expressing myself to Hashem. But I'm not really affecting the world around me. When I'm learning Torah, I'm, you know, it's me and Hashem. I'm, I'm picking up the ideas, I'm davening to Hashem. Again, both of these are done in seclusion, more or less. Mitzvah says you get out there and do it. I mean, every mitzvah is inv- has to involve the worldly and the mundane, and you're taking things and you're making them holy. You're spreading Hashem in the world around us. So these are the three basic parts of our avodah. Torah, avodah, gmilas chasadim, Torah, tefillah, mitzvahs, Right? And what we're going to learn here is that these three trumas are indicative or representative of these three types of avoda. Right? Let's see. So let's go through the little paper here. V'yasu limiktesh v'shachanti b'sochamen, bold words. 
Hashem says, make for me a mikdash, a sanctuary, I will rest amongst them. The This is within every single person. Just as an aside, it's this, this teaching that uh, of, you know, we said about the grammar of the words, that it means within every person, is brought in numerous forum, but it's somewhat mysterious as to the first source of it. Mm. It's one of the things. There are such teachings that like every, everyone accepts them. And I'm not, when I say everyone, I don't mean someone from today. I'm talking about someone that are a few hundred years old. But this is not found in Gemara. It's not found in Tabu Babli or Talmud Yerushalmi, the basic Midrashim. It's one of those Mamari Chazal that there's much has been written about. So who's the first one who said it? You know, how far back does it yeah, go? Is that a question? Yeah, yeah. I don't know Where's the answer your, to this uh, question. No, I'm saying this is a discussion. It's a, it's a discussion about this particular Maimar Chazal. Again, it's brought by everyone, mm-hmm. but it's not clear who's the first one who said it. Not that it makes a huge difference. Be that as it may. Okay. The first of the three trumas is Adanim. Right? The truma of the Adanim, which was the sockets. And that is, compared, that is representative of Torah. Why would Torah be the sockets? It's the foundation. Everything stands on that. Yiddishkeit stands on Torah. If you don't know what it says in Torah, <laughs> you, you're at, you can't start with step one. You can't do a mitzvah if you don't know what the Torah says. And then it starts with Matan Torah. And that's why Talmud Torah can negate Kulam, because we can't very well serve Hashem without reading the, the you know, instruction manual. So the Torah is like the Adan in those sockets. And so that's the first of the three. And looking at the words of the Pasuk, how does the Pasuk describe that first one? The Yikhu Li Truma. Let's translate the words. V'yichu means take, li is me, truma. When we're thinking about this as Torah, when we're learning Torah, what are we really doing? We're taking Hashem into ourselves. Think about it. Really, if you think about it, the Pasuk should have said v'yichu li truma or v'yitnu li truma. Hashem is talking and saying what? The Jewish people should... Give to me, me Truma. But he doesn't say that. He says, let them take, take for me Truma. So, uh, according to the teachings of, 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 of the Primi Yisater, of Chasidus, it says, Truma means Hashem is saying, take me. Truma is, think about the word Truma, really, is the word Torah, Mem. The word Truma has the letters Torah and Mem, the Torah which was given in 40 days. And V'yichuli Hashem says, take me through the Truma, that you were that through the Torah that you will learn and take into your mind, we take Hashem into ourselves. Yeah, the letters are over there. Oh, I see. Torah, yeah. It's there. Cool. Trust me, I didn't make this up. <laughs> <laughs> so obvious. It's, it's right there. Okay, so that's the first one. Number two is the Truma Samiz, the second Truma. Which is later in the Pasik says, libo. A person has the Yidvenu Libo, he has the, the heart that wants to give. Take my truma. Which avoda is most important to lay the heart of a person? That's tefillah. The Rambam says, Zutfila, the service of the heart. Torah is is amazing, but it's not the service of the heart. Torah is not an emotional attachment and relationship. Torah is much more intellectual. We pick up and we understand. We try to learn and understand what Hashem has to say. Davening, when one is trying to express themselves and connect, that's much more the emotional side of our Avodah. And that's the second truma, that those who are Yidvenu Libo, that they have a live heart and they want to inspire, be inspired, Tikhu es Trumasi, they should connect through Trumasi, which is the concept of Tefillah. And that's the second one here. Trumas HaMezbeach, Asher Yidvenu Libo, which is Avoda, as we say, Tefillah B'makum Tmidim Tiknum, 
that tefillah is in the place of the karbanos that were brought, and that's avodas halev. Now, interesting, a very interesting nuance, every detail in Torah is exact. When it comes to the first one, it said, v'yichu li truma. So the word truma is separate from the word li. Li is Hashem, and then you have the word truma. In the second one, what does it say? Trumasi. So Hashem is one with the word truma. Am I being understood? It's not li truma, it's trumasi. And why is that? And if we follow along what the narrative that we're talking here of Torah and Tefillah. When we learn Torah, it's true that Hashem's wisdom is in our minds. But a person might not necessarily be really working on their own spirituality, on their own connection to Hashem. They can just be learning a lot of the beautiful ideas of Torah. In davening, in tefillah, when a person is trying to connect, there the connection becomes more internalized. Because the person is working on their avoda in trying to connect and be inspired and feel that avas Hashem and yiras Hashem. So then there's the fusion of truma si. It's not li truma. It's not two separate events, but rather the, the avoda of the tefillah connects one with Hashem fully, and the person becomes one with Hashem as he's davening. Now it's I, I, I don't want to get into it in detail. When you, you know, there's a famous question, so what's what's greater? What's higher, Torah or tefillah? But so, and you can talk about it forever. But the the a basic rule of thumb, the way it's understood, is Torah is higher than tefillah because Torah is a divine wisdom. Tefillah is my expression. The divine is higher than me, right? So Torah is divine wisdom. Tefillah is my expression of my feelings. So for sure, Torah is a higher level of godliness. But as far as the union with me, which one? is elevating me and inspiring me, tefillah, I'm throwing myself into it. I'm trying to get involved. I'm not just picking up ideas. And that's why in tefillah we have true masi, that it becomes base achtos, becomes one with the person who's working on their avodah. So that is the second one. What's the third one then? If the, if the, if the first truma is Torah, and the second truma is mitzvahs, what's the third one? I'm sorry. If the first is Torah, the second is tefillah, the third is mitzvahs, which is, as we said, what's the gift of mitzvahs? Bringing kedusha into every aspect of this world. Making, taking that parchment and turning it into a mezuzah or into a pure tefillah or into a sefer Torah. Taking the candle and making it holy. Taking the money of the tzedakah and making it holy. Mitzvahs is able to transform the world. And that's the third truma which is where they gave all of the Zahav and the Kesef and the Nechoshes, the gold and the silver and the copper and the wool and the sheep and everything. And everything is becoming, becoming part of Hashem's Mishkan. And that's the third one. Trumas Nidvas HaMishkan, which is Gemilas Chasadim, Masim Toivim, Masim HaMitzvahs, right? And he says, and that's Vizos HaTruma. There, Hashem is not mentioned at all. Right? In the first one it said Vikhuli Truma. Hashem is mentioned. The second one said Truma Si. Hashem is mentioned. Here it says Vizosa Truma Because when you're doing an actual mitzvah, you don't sense, you know, it's not like learning Torah, it's not like davening. I'm just doing what's gotta be done. But when we do what's gotta be done, that's what it's all about. That's when we're bringing Hashem into every aspect of this also world. Also, it's a hot room, like, hey, how you did? I don't know what that's about. But, uh, Vizos Hatrum, interesting. Hatrum. Interesting, good point, good point. So here, we're bringing, and that's the one that this parsha is primarily involved in. 
the mitzvah of building the Mishkan is in this parsha is primarily with the details of bringing our gold, of bringing our silver, and bringing our copper, and bringing our our, our, our animals, and bringing the, the precious stones, bringing every aspect and everything, and bringing the kedusha into every part of our lives. That is what is most involved over here. And dafka bazem maricha Torah beikar hamitzvah. Torah goes in most detail in this truma because the ikar kavanas habriya, the primary purpose of creation, is lasus lo yisbarich dira b'tachtonim, the famous medrash to bring Hashem into this world, into the details of this world, into a physical home. Just like the Mishkan was a physical building, a physical edifice, to bring the Kedushan to all the aspects of that. And that's in mitzvos, even more so than Torah and Tefillah. So all three are 100% important and necessary, and each one has its own specialty and its own so beauty. There's a, greater, there's a greater achlis in the Mishkan as opposed to between learning, between the person davening and... Uh, there's a greater bringing kedusha into the world when a person is doing the actual mitzvahs of bringing Hashem down into this world. There's a greater what? Bringing Kedusha into yeah. the world, into the world. Yeah, we used the word before, you heard, when you're comparing, when you're comparing learning Torah and davening, you said there's a greater achlis in davening than there is in the learning. I, did, I said that. You're right, you did say that. I did. Yeah. Guilty as accused. Guilty as accused. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded, I can't even deny it. So where's the greater achlis in the, in the last No, one? no, so the last one is not about the achlis. The last yeah. one is about bringing the Kedusha into oh. the rest of the world. Oh. Oh, right, okay. which is which is ultimately the point, as opposed to the person. Correct, 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 correct. Okay, we still have some time. Uh, yeah, a little more. Let's let's see a beautiful medrash. Medrash Tanchuma on this week's parsha. Vizosa Truma. So the pasuk goes on to say gold and silver and copper. Says the medrash. <coughs> Excuse me. Zahav Kinegan Malchus Bavel. Medrash says something fascinating that these. Um, first materials that the Torah describes to use for the Mishkan are really referring to the um, kingdoms that are later going to exile the Jewish people. Right? Zahav represents the first kingdom that exiled the Jewish people, which was the Babylonians. The Babylonians destroyed the first base of Mikdash. Now, what does the Babylonians have to do with Zahav? Shekzivbo, um, it says concerning them, Antu Rosho di Dahava. That is from Daniel. Right? In, the, uh, in, in the story of Daniel, you have where Daniel is one of the captives that's uh, brought from the, uh, from the, after the destruction of the first holy temple. And he comes to the palace of Nebuchadnezzar, who's the head of the Babylonians, the king of the Babylonians. Nebuchadnezzar has this uh, dream, right? He has this dream, and he doesn't know who to decipher it. And he asks his wise men, nobody knows, and he puts them all to death, and he's going to put everyone to death. But Daniel says, I can do it. And Daniel, basically, the, the trick was that Nebuchadnezzar asked everyone to decipher the dream. So they asked him, well, what was the dream? He wouldn't tell them. So he says, you got to tell me the dream and the, you know, mm -hmm. wait a minute. So for some reason, none of his wise men were able to tell him what he dreamt that night. But Daniel did, because Daniel was a prophet. Right, so Daniel was a prophet. And Daniel told him, you saw this huge figure. And the head of the figure was made out of gold. And he said, then the, uh, I think the arms is silver and the chest is bronze. And he went through the whole body. And a stone is going to come and topple the figure. It's a, it's a big, beautiful story. And, and, but basically explained to him how it's talking about all of the exiles and all the kings that are going to this until the coming of Mashiach. And that's all in, in Daniel. It's hard reading. It's also strange Aramaic. It's hard, hard to understand. But that's what, the point is that the head of that figure was made out of gold. And Daniel said, and that's you. He said, that's you, Nebuchadnezzar. You're on the top of you're on the top of the totem pole today, right? You're you're gold. So here we have in Tanakh that bubble is connected with gold. So the measure says that the gold that we brought for the Mishkan that's bubble. Okay, kasef zumalchus madai. 
Kesef is Madai. Madai is the Medes. Or, or Madai goes together with Paras. Paras to Madai, which is the Persians and the Medes, which is sort of an extension of each other. And that's Kesef. Where do we see that alluded to? Shaksibo Vaseres Alaf and Kikar Kesef. In the story of Purim, you have Achashverosh. Achashverosh is the Persian. And that comes from the, you know, Parasumadai. So here he talked about the Kesef, the silver. So somehow they're connected with silver. Okay? Nechoshes, Zumalchus Yovan. Nechoshes, keep on going downward. After the Persians, you have the, the Greeks which starts with Alexander, Alexander the Greek, the Macedonian, and he becomes the Greeks. So that's Nechoshes, that's copper. He's less, he keeps on going downward. So gold is the highest, and silver, and then, and then copper. Okay. Then it talks about the red dyed um, skins of the, of, the uh, of rams or goats. So the Zumalchus Edom. This is the Edomites, the Romans, Admoni, because they come from redness, right? Adam comes from Esav, and that's red. Mm-hmm. So again, like you have something, the Madrashim are so they're fascinating and they're cryptic. So the Jewish people have said, we're building a Mishkan, bring gold, silver, copper, and the red dyed skins. So as a matter of fact, Hashem was, was, was thinking ahead. Right. None of these people know about what's going to be in the future. And Hashem says, the gold, that's for Bavel. They're destroying the first base of Mekdash. The uh, silver, that's for Achashverosh. That's for the Persians. The, uh, the copper is for the Greeks. And then the, the Oris Elam, that is for the Adomim, the, uh, the, the, the Romans that come from Asa. So the Medrash explains, Omar HaKadosh Baruch, Hashem says, even though you'll see these four different kingdoms, then they're going to be, they're going to, you know, gloat over you and be, be victorious over you seemingly. They're the roofs, kind of, maybe. The, the roofs? The roof game, they're high up. They're yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of you. Yeah, right. Like the right. roof. On top, right? Right. So, Chayechem, he says, don't worry about it. I swear, I will bring you salvation from their bondage. What does it say after the gold, silver, copper? Shemen Lamor, the oil for light. What is that? This is Mashiach. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Sham Atzmiach Keren Ledovid, that I will bring forth the horn of, of David, of David, Arachti Neir Lemeshichi, that I, I've lit the candle for my anointed one for Melech HaMashiach. So the matter is telling us that in the first Mishkan, I said earlier, Hashem said one Mishkan, but that Mishkan is going to take on so many different forms. There's the Mishkan, and then there's the Mishkan and Gilgal, and then the Mishkan and Shiloh, and Nov, and Givon, Beis HaMikdash, Ron, Beis HaMikdash, Beis HaMikdash, Beis But already, right in the beginning, Hashem already was telling us about the end. He said, this is going to be challenged. I know it's going to be challenged. It's going to fall and be rebuilt and fall and be rebuilt, but don't worry about it. He says, at the end, this Mishkan is going to stand. It's going to be the base of Mikdash Ashlishi, which is called um, the Mikdash uh, Nitzah uh, Mishkan. Uh, which, which one did not have the roof? The first one did not have the roof. The first one didn't have the roof. I'm sorry, no, all the, until the base of Mikdash, they didn't have the roof. Even Shiloh didn't have a roof. So all of them no, no. All the Mishkanos did had, not. Had roofs. Did not. They, they had, had skins. Had the mir, mir, I mean the roof with the, with the skins. Well, all of them had skins know, except, until the base of Mikdash. Oh, then until the last one didn't have anything. I think not no, even the Chash, the Chash, no, 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 no. The, the base of Mikdash was a stone roof already. 
Yeah, okay, but I thought you said one of those Mishka, Mishka Nim or Mishka Gam. So maybe no, no, even a Tachash, what do you call it? No, no, no. So I, 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 if I said that, I, I misspoke. But be that as it may, Hashem is promising from the beginning of the first Mishkan that ultimately the final Beis HaMikdash is going to be built. And really, it's interesting, I'll finish with one last point here, that that's all part of this Zohar Kesef and Nechoshes. When Hashem said, bring the gold, silver, and copper, which we explained earlier, what was the idea of the gold, silver, and copper? Bringing Kedusha into every aspect of this world. And even though we're going to be challenged, and even though there are going to be parts of this world that are going to challenge and, and, uh, and, and destroy and be against Kedusha, ultimately everything in this world is going to become transformed, we're going to become part of Hashem's, uh, uh, in a revealed way, a place where Hashem is revealed, and that even those Romans and those Greeks and those, all those negative things will be totally um, either destroyed, removed, or transformed. And ultimately, Arachti Neil Mashihi, the candle of, of Melech HaMashiach, will be able to build the final Beis HaMikdash, which is, as we say in the end of Az Yashar, Mikdash Abne Koinu Yodecha, the one that Hashem himself gives the ultimate power and strength, that will be a Mikdash forever, may it be the Kar of Mamash. Why, why make sense that it's that thing about all the kingdoms?